0: Well, it's the 27th of October. I'm on my way home from work now. Uh, I flew today, early this morning. In fact, I made even a little recording coming out to work this morning, and as I checked it later, I find out that uh, it didn't work out too well. Frankly, I've had some real problems with the tape recorder, so I'm borrowing a recorder from the office, and hopefully this one will give a product that's at least audible. You'll tell by listening to this tape, the first part of it, for example, how it speeds up the batteries, apparently, and the little tape recorder that I have been using just don't hold up long at all, and uh, so I will revert and backtrack and go over a few things that I've spent some time going over before and and, uh, press on. I did mention that uh, I went out to fly this morning. We flew for five and a half hours refueled uh, a couple of F-16s and a V-52. Filled a few squares, so to speak, got a little training out of the way, and for the most part, things went as planned and fairly smoothly. I was talking this morning on the tape coming out to work, and I wish it had it turned out, because I don't particularly want to go over those items again, but I will. I was talking about automobiles, and how they have played a part in my life, and I guess I'll try and go over that one more time. The Really the first car that I can remember uh, in our family was a 1950 Ford, black four-door sedan that we bought brand new in Ogden. And utilized for a number of years. Good old car, as a matter of fact. And I would guess it probably had a couple hundred thousand miles on it before it was destroyed by myself. But that old car took us from Point A to Point B very effectively. I remember driving to Logan in it, and I remember going all kinds of places in that car. I was born in '46, so that being a 1950 uh, car, I, my memory even serves me back quite a few years. But we had that car until. 1956, and then we bought a 56 Ford four door that was really a Sharpie. It was a two tone green car with a white top, special order, had a number of options on it like a radio, white sidewall tires, hubcaps. I mean, it was a neat car, and of course, to to have a new automobile in the town of Newton was really a special treat. I can remember knowing every car that came out every year. I knew what they looked like. I knew what the differences in the models were. I knew which were so-called nice cars and which weren't. Asked me anything about a swept-wing Dodge, or an Edsel, or whatever, and I could tell you the difference. Every year, certain individuals within the town would purchase a new automobile, and of course they were the the talk of the town, the neatest things around. But our 56 Ford was a good car for a couple of years, and uh, it lasted us for quite a while. It eventually ended up in Milton's hands, as many things have. He being the oldest boy in the family, I guess that's understandable, but in about 1960, I guess it was, we purchased a used 1958 Ford, and it was, of course, a little more important to me, because at that time, I began to drive. I never did have much experience in the 56, but in the uh, 58 Ford... Uh, I spent a lot of time driving back and forth to various places. It had a standard transmission and overdrive, was fast mover, one of the hotter cars in town, not too good looking, four-door sedan. Of course, the big thing uh, when I was that age was the hardtop convertible look and the uh, two-door hardtop, if you could get one, was the thing to have. But the old Ford was a, a pretty good car for, again, a number of years. I might mention at about this same time frame, Milton and Tom and um, my brother-in-law, Kay Burge, were in the process of buying a car or two in Michigan and driving them out here and trying to sell them. There was a 57 black Ford, I remember, that uh, Milton had uh, purchased sold very easily. A nice-looking car. He had a 59 Ford that he uh, utilized. And in fact, he had it over in Newton one time, getting the muffler and tailpipe assembly fixed on it. And Jay Blotter, a guy who grew up in Newton with me and myself, were taking it back to Logan to Milton one evening. It was in the fall of the year, uh, just after school had started, a month or two in 1963, and en route from Smithfield to Logan, we were involved in a rather tragic traffic accident. An older couple had pulled out in front of us in an old Chevy, about a 52 or 53 Chevy, had made a U-turn in front of us and it was raining quite badly, it was extremely dark, we were unable to see the people and we struck them from behind and the damages of course were severe. Melton's car was totally destroyed, the Chevy that we hit was even worse off than Melton's car as it careened down the road, crossed the other part of the highway and uh, eventually hit a telephone pole. Needless to say, the couple in the car were in terrible shape both of whom uh, eventually died from the accident. The lawsuit and the days in court that came after the accident, of course, will long be remembered by myself and others. We were involved in a $150,000 lawsuit, which back then was an enormous amount of money. Uh, Now it uh, doesn't seem like all that much, but Back in 1963, it was a lifetime's worth of earnings. Anyway, we were represented by a, an attorney from Ogden who was an outstanding lawyer, knew his stuff, so to speak. There were witnesses on the scene very quickly after the accident occurred, one of which was a highway patrolman. Another was a Utah Fish and Game warden all of which testified in our behalf that, hey, this couple had made an illegal turn, had pulled in front of the Anderson vehicle, and it was an impossibility to stop, and so forth. So, to make a long story short, the trial went on and on for three or four days, and the verdict finally came in late one evening. As I remember, it might have been a Friday or a Saturday evening. And we were found not guilty of the charges that we were being uh, prosecuted under. I believe they were uh, driving too fast under existing conditions, or failure to uh, be able to stop in time, or something of that nature. I don't remember for sure now. All I knew and do remember was that it was a a very exciting time, a very nervous. Um, time in, in my life and more so probably in the life of my dad and and Milton who were the men being sued since I was a minor. But anyway, it was a, a tragic experience, but one that uh, I feel that I really had absolutely no control over and I just hope that the family and relatives of those people that did die in that accident uh, understand somehow that there was absolutely no way to have prevented it anyway going back a few years I'd like to talk for a a minute or two about the old 1954 that I mentioned earlier an old black car was around for a long time even after we purchased other automobiles it still served as a second car or third car. The transmission eventually got real bad in it. In fact we had low gear and high gear, no reverse, no second. And I guess the final nail in the coffin was when I made a four-door convertible out of of the old Ford Took the welder to it and the hacksaw and cut the top off. Had the only four-door convertible in Newton for quite a while there. But it was a fun car. We had a a lot of fun. I say we. I used to run around with Val Cooley and Van Jenkins, Blotter on occasion. There were five or six of us that piled around together and had uh, a lot of enjoyable times. Spent a lot of time in Logan, dragging Maine, Spent a lot of time down at the beanery, or the Roach, or the Cash Junction Cafe, as it was officially known. Spent many Sunday school uh, periods down there, wherein we would go to sacrament, excuse me, to priesthood meeting at 9.30 in the morning. Priesthood would end at all 10.15, and then it would be off to the beanery for a hot piece of uh, cherry pie a la mode, and what a treat. Then it would be back to church in time to uh, dismiss from Sunday school and uh, return home, no one ever knowing, of course, that we weren't there, we thought. But that was a lot of fun, and uh, the old roach had the best shrimp in town, I believe still does, not only in town, in the whole valley, had outstanding french fries, good fried chicken, outstanding pies and pastries, red bears and red licorice. The good old beanery was a, uh, a spot that I, I'm sure visited on a weekly basis, not more. In fact, even as kids younger, uh, before driving came along, every once in a while we would ride our bicycles down to Cash Junction, down to the beanery, or walk, and uh, it was a long haul couple of miles at least. Walk all the way to the beanery and have an order of french fries and then walk all the way back. Yeah, you, it was uh, a big effort. But the french fries almost made it worth, worth it. Uh, other automobiles that have been uh, influential in my life, again, between my junior and senior year in high school while I was visiting with Kay and Pauline back in Detroit I purchased my first privately owned vehicle a 1958 Chevy Impala and I think I've referred to this in other recordings that I've made but that was a neat car Uh, it was a convertible uh, black with a white top had blue and black interior Many times I wish I still had that automobile. It was in pretty good shape. I got it for a a pretty good price. Back in Michigan, the only thing I had to do to the car was to replace the back window, which was uh, uh, in rough condition. And driving across country from Michigan to Utah, we, I say we, Sarah Sue and I, drove through a bearing in the rear end and had to have a, a universal joint or something replaced. But other than that, the uh, 58 lasted me for uh, two or three years till such time that I sold the car to go on a mission. Uh, one evening, I remember not too many days after the accident that I was involved with and, expl- and I explained uh, a cousin of Ron Roundy, another friend who I ran around with a lot, Jumped in the car one evening, and we were goofing off and he drove ahead about 20 feet, smashed into a telephone pole, completely wiped out the front fender part of the hood. That was the one expense uh, that of course he covered, but sure hated to see that 58 get wrinkled. Had many a good time in that car. Uh, Kathy and I, I suppose, will remember that automobile for many, many years. I first started dating her uh, in the fall of late summer of 1963, and most of the dates that we went on, I suppose, were in that automobile, traveling back and forth from Newton to Cove to Logan to Cove, back to Newton. Put a lot of miles on an automobile, but I worked at the Chevron station there in town, and. Got a 2 or 3 cent discount on the gasoline, so that helped. Used to work for, I believe, about a buck and a half, an hour, a dollar and a quarter, somewhere in that area. Gasoline was about 30 cents a gallon. And I'd fill up a couple of times a week. Dad would help with the insurance on the automobile, and uh, I pretty well handled the gas and expenses. Car ran good, I took pretty good care of it, and like I mentioned, uh, It served me for a a number of years. Well, let me think. Uh, After the 58 was sold and I went on my mission in 1965, graduated in '64, went to Dixie College for a quarter, came back and worked in Newton, and uh, waited for my mission call, left in the early summer, actually I guess the spring of 1964, or five, for the language training mission in Provo and later uh, to Mexico. I might mention a little bit about Kathy and about other girls that I dated during my high school years. I began going steady with a girl named June Bingham my junior year went with her for a year, and I think my mother and father saw the wisdom in, or the lack thereof, and sent me off to Michigan for a summer, where I spent some time with Pauline and Kay, and my life sort of took on a different meaning back there. Uh, I spent some time uh, living with Pauline and Kay in the house that belonged to George Romney and his family. I met uh, the one old, younger Romney son, Mitt Romney, who was about my age. Uh, I went to church with the Romneys a couple of times, chatted with them. He was the governor at the time. Uh, had a good experience back there. Gained a little bit of a testimony, I guess, of the church. And when I returned, decided that going steady and one particular girl wasn't the thing to do cut off the relationship uh, with June and uh, began dating Kathy a little bit and I think I've explained on an earlier tape a bit about big brothers and little sisters, Kathy being my little sister, I being a senior. I remember taking her home from school the first day, dating her uh, shortly thereafter. Along with her I dated other girls, but Kathy was kind of special. I don't know that it was because she was younger or better looking or just what or whether I enjoyed being with her more than with others, but as time went on uh, for the next year, I guess she and I kind of fell in love with each other and in 65 when I left to go on my mission and then she attended Skyview High School. The agreement that we had with each other was that uh we would continue to write and that we would not get married or at least kathy wouldn't she said until i got home and we would see how things were then and i believe i wrote fairly religiously weekly to her while i was on my mission she was the only gal i wrote to and then a funny thing after i returned home from my mission i dated Kathy and other girls, too. One particular girl that I went out with a few times was Kathy Smith, uh, a girl who lived in Newton. Uh, And let me think, uh, you know, I don't know if I went out with any other girls or not, other than those two. But things finally started to fall into place, I suppose, for Kathy and I. And we decided that, yes, Year to one, and we put plans together, eventually ended up uh, getting married in the spring of 19, let's see, I guess it was 68, we got married during a break at Utah State University. When I returned from my mission, in fact, all the time I was on my mission, my plan was to return and attend BYU. I was very impressed with BYU when I was down there as a missionary going through the language training mission, and I had decided that that's where I wanted to go to school. But with Mother passing away just prior to my coming home from my mission, and with Dad being home alone, I felt an obligation to stick around Newton and to attend Utah State, commuting back and forth. Well, I need to terminate for now. I'm approaching uh, the intersection here of the Cottonwood Canyon and Quasag Boulevard. Things are getting a little busy and having a hard time driving and speaking at the same time, so I'll terminate and pick this up again probably tomorrow morning.